podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's going on, FPL managers? Welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. It's a Game Week 29 video, but we're hardly halfway through the Game Week 28 uh, game week. And um, yeah, lots to go, but we're going to focus on how to get through Game Week 29. There's double Game Week again. And I'm joined by Janny. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, I was very happy to come on this Monday morning stream, Monday lunchtime stream, knowing I'm on a decent game week so far. I think if I'd been on a big red arrow, you might have got a no. <laughs> <laughs> it always makes a difference. You know, you know, I think when people really like watching streams when we actually do badly, but it always feel a bit awkward like doing well sometimes and like, be able to gloat about it. But we'll try not to be too smug this stream. But yeah, we've both had pretty good game weeks. Um, a lot of variance from pretty marginal decisions this week, Janny, but we're not complaining about it. Let's um, let's start with no. your team um, straight off the bat. Um, oh, actually, no, before that, before that, we're going to do um, So Rare. This is um, something that Fantasy Football Scouts partnered up with. Uh, these are cards that you can collect and they're like uh, NFTs. So there's only a certain amount actually uh, in the marketplace that so they're worth something. Um, we are partnered with So Rare Academy, which gets you into that sort of stuff, collecting cards. It's completely free to play. Um, and you just pick five players from the top five European leagues and you compete against other people in a typical fantasy week. Uh, if they score points and you do well, you get rewarded with these so rare cards. And then with those so rare cards, you can play the main game, play against other people uh, in tournaments with your own players and yeah, win some prizes potentially. So yeah, if you like that sort of thing, check out So Rare Academy, uh, completely free to, free to play game. Pick five players from any of the top leagues in every any given week and yeah, play, you know, it's sort of a fantasy game. So uh, should be pretty in line with what we're all pretty keen on already. But yes, let's get into our teams. Um, Janny, 77 this week already, mate. So that's an 81 with a minus four. And some pretty inspired transfers. Havertz captain, what an absolute call that is. And a Reese James transfer in. So talk us through it. Yeah, thank you, mate. Um, yeah, it's been a good week so far. Um I just felt those Chelsea fixtures were too good to to miss, right? I mean, if Chelsea had played in that blank game week 30, you could just imagine all of those players would have just gone up really, really steep price rises, the lot, ownership. But as it was, the transfers in, yeah, sure, Reese James and Rudiger got the love we expected, but the likes of Havertz were probably underlooked a little bit because they don't have that 30 coverage. But, you know, you forget past results with Havertz and just go, let's have a look at the last couple of games. And he's been Chelsea's go-to. He's been Chelsea's best player in the Club World Cup. He has been starting number nine. And he plays Norwich and Burnley. So it was just like, yeah, let's give him a go. And I've, I've been stung by Havertz in the week we all remember um, when, what, when Salah what, went and got his 24 points. What vindication this week. You could, it's, it's poetry, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. And do you know what? We often don't go near players when we've been punished by them. We like, we go, oh, that, that player hasn't done well for me. Or we like this player because he's done well for me. And sometimes we just have to take a step back and go, come on. We're talking like, like that player's performance is going to, they, they don't know you own them. It doesn't matter if you've been punished or rewarded by that player. This is a completely new decision you're faced with each and every time. And I think that's what I faced on Saturday morning where I just went, I could bring Havertz in for a four point hit here. And the only thing holding me back is previous experience. How ridiculous, how ridiculous. Oh, no, no, forget that. I'm buying him because I think, I think in this particular week, he is the, it's the right call. And yeah, I always knew I was going to be bringing him in for for captaincy. Like it was either don't bring him in at all, or if you do bring him in, you have to captain him because he was my tip all week. It was if you can get to Havertz, you can captain Havertz. Do that. So yeah, I was really happy. I mean, saying that, let's you know, it was a good decision. Wasn't an amazing one. Reese James captain as Ted. They're in that absolutely laughing. Fair play because. I was tipping James to start both games, but I wasn't willing to give him the armband just in that with that fear. And now he looks absolutely nailed for both, doesn't he? He does. He looks good. I mean, he's taken off what seventy-minute mark. So I mean, the, the question, <laughs> yeah, absolutely perfect. The question about him playing both looks looks really promising for people that brought him in. But it was such a marginal call for me, Johnny. Like we'll get onto my team in a minute, yeah. but uh, it was such a marginal call, and you know, such incredible gains over Robertson, who I transferred him out for is just, you know, 
it's it's an absolute dream for people who have done it but it's an absolute kick in the teeth for people that haven't and i was definitely on the fence before the deadline so uh you know i've got to count myself pretty lucky in terms of that situational luck but for you who was absolutely set on bringing in james and Havertz from the start always trust you with my chelsea news always remember the time where you were like yeah alonso's going to get dropped this game week and um who is it um Chilwell was going to come back after not playing for a very long time and you're absolutely spot on so yeah definitely you remember that yeah I do uh all the Chelsea stuff you're pretty spot on with so credit to you for that um but yeah a pretty good team and you're not even bench boosting or triple captaining yeah, this week. I felt like if I got a green this week I'd have done really well because I saw the amount of chips engaged there was a few wild carders there was a few free hitters but there was a lot of bench boosters especially around my rank so I just thought if this could be a week where I get a grey arrow, I'll probably be happy going into it. But now it, I look well set for a green. And, you know, so much can change with so many games. But I think I'm I'm, I'm going to finish on a decent green. So, yeah, it worked out well. I also bought in Rafinha, who a lot bought into captain. And I didn't want to have to sell Phil Foden. I've had Phil Foden since game week seven, Ted. Like, mm. way too long, arguably. Um and Rafinha coming in, I was pretty set on. And actually, Rafinha captain is really unlucky. Like he, you know, his XG over the game was over one, wasn't it? Um, and he, I mean, he missed from three yards out. But it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. move. It's a really good move. Obviously, in retrospect, you know, Foden had his chances, of course, um, at the weekend. But um, I think, you know, Leeds have got Norwich next uh, yeah. after Aston Villa. And I think that's an incredible fixture for Rafinha. So obviously, they play in 30 as well. But I don't know whether, are you free hitting in 30? Well, that's the thing. I was set on not on going with eight or nine players. But this week, as my last minute transfer, Havertz came in for Bowen, who I knew was one of these guys who was going to be playing for me in game week 30. Now, Bowen might not be around in game week 30. So again, I got lucky. But I was only benching Bowen anyway. You'll notice I've got Luca Dean on the bench. It was Dean in my 11, Bowen on my bench. Havertz wasn't in the team. So that scenario played out so well for me. But now it does mean I'll have one fewer players for game week 30. So I could go into game week 30 with seven players could be eight um and i just don't think that justifies the free hit so i don't think i will be no okay i think i'll survive it might mean i need to take a hit for a leicester player but i have a lot of the main bases covered rafinha and kane as well as leicester attack will be the three main bases to cover oh and arsenal attack i've got that with saka so i think other than leicester i will have that those those fixtures quite well covered with eight players yeah. i've got two free hits though i've got to use them at some point <laughs> I think that Spurs additional fixture does make game week 30 slightly more tempting to free hit. You could go Vardy, Madison, Leicester defender, Kane, Son, um, yeah. Spurs defender, Lacazette, Saka, whoever. So it, it, it there is upside to it, but I think we can also get through it without too much um, commitment. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, your team looks absolutely fantastic. And you've got, what, seven players to play the rest of the game week. So plenty of uh, green arrows to come, I imagine. Um, let's move on to mine. Let's move on to mine. Um, 96 without um, any hits and a pretty decent bench boost. Um, I guess you could argue that a, quite a lot of the one and zero pointers on in my starting 11 could have been on the bench and therefore that success is probably a little bit uh, lessened. But I mean, regardless, 96 points already is absolutely fantastic. Arsenal really helped me out yesterday. Yeah. Um, and Captain James came through. So a pretty fortunate game week for me. And it's just propelled me from 30K into the top 10K for the first first time in the season. Absolutely thrilled to bits. Were um, you around 30, Ted? So you've had around a 20K green arrow and then some. That's amazing. And some bench boost, 96. What I loved about your bench boost was you weren't relying on Arsenal defence. Like many of the bench boosters were relying on Ramsdale and Tierney or Ramsdale and White. And you actually had double Arsenal attack rather than double Arsenal defence. And the attack both delivered big for you. So yeah, really nice play there. Mate, I, 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 was, I was so smug when it happened, but I, I, re I really can't take too much credit. And this is like the situational luck thing I talk all the time. The only reason I have double Arsenal attack is because Sam Maximan got injured before the game week 26 deadline, which mean right. I had I had to switch up an Arsenal defender who I was advocating on the FPL show. It's like, everyone, you need to get double Arsenal attack because Arsenal's defence, sorry, double Arsenal defence because Arsenal's defence absolutely fantastic. So if I had... You know, if Alan Maximan hadn't been notified that he was injured before that deadline, I would I would be far worse off 
this is the situational luck that you talk about. You you have to mix it up because you have to deal with other problems. And yeah. if if Reese James, you know, I have such a marginal call. I I just I just kind of put. I don't know whether you should like reel yourself back in to be humble from this and say it was a bit lucky that I made these decisions or reward yourself for making these decisions. I, I really don't know. But... That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd say though, Ted, is you're right. Like, fair play. You've gone back to the St. Max thing and you look at the Reese James 50-50. But I guarantee earlier in the season, you were on the wrong end of some of those 50-50s. Yeah, it does. I, I am a bit, I, I genuinely am a believer of it balancing out. And I know people say there's so much variant stuff, but I just feel over a 10 month season and we don't make 38 decisions each week, one per game week. We make dozens of decisions each game week, whether it's who we're benching, who we're buying, whatever. Do we go up double Arsenal tackle defense? I feel like there's hundreds, thousands of decisions each season and over, over the course of a thousand decisions, surely the luck balances. So yeah, sure, you've got lucky this week, Ted. I guarantee you were unlucky a month ago or two months ago. And you pat yourself on the back. Good good shouts. That's how I see it. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think I've got to look at it with a glass half full, haven't I? But yeah, uh, excited. Ten players to go as well. 96. Could be a monster score this week. Fingers crossed for, you know, even more of a a green arrow that would be absolutely insane so yeah, yeah really really buzzing at the moment um and yeah excited for the spurs match tonight son to go and you've got kane haven't you so yeah hopefully kane tonight which i'm i'm really excited about i'm expecting i'm not gonna lie i'm expecting points tonight from kane i just feel like he's he's, he's so red hot at the moment yeah i i would definitely choose kane if it was if it was just a toss-up between one of two players, I like that Son enables the rest of my squad. But yeah. I think Kane is just on fire at the moment. Um, but yeah, let's move on from our teams. Uh, enough of the smugness. Love it. Love it, though. Um, yeah, it's going to be a shorter stream today, uh, just about 40, 45 minutes. So um, we will try and rattle through all of the key points for Game Week 29. So I've got a chart up here, which is... Uh, all of the game week 29 fixtures and you'll see that some teams have two fixtures that's because they have a double game week so you've got Liverpool on the right hand side against Brighton and Arsenal and the way I've constructed it is the xg for that team is across the bottom so further to the right the teams have loads of xg Liverpool the best Norwich the worst and then the opponents they're playing in 29 uh, the xg conceded the higher that team is the worst their opponents are. So you've got Leeds against Norwich as being the best fixture for uh, Norwich being the worst for XG conceded. So we can expect Rafinha goals in that one probably. Whereas yeah. maybe Arsenal against Liverpool, Brighton against Liverpool, Palace against City at the bottom there. Those are quite difficult fixtures in terms of their defensive uh, opponents. So yeah, top right is what I would say is the best fixture. Man United Spurs, maybe some goals there. But, I mean, thinking about it objectively, I'm not 100% sure that Spurs would lose to Man United. So it's an interesting one. A few things yeah. to point out, Jani. Um, Newcastle, so Everton versus Newcastle, Chelsea versus Newcastle at the bottom left there. Mm -hmm. Newcastle's defensive stats are absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Like fourth or fifth best in the entire league. What's happened to them? Dan Byrne. <laughs> Dan, Dan Byrne has happened and Lascelles has been dropped, who's a, at times looks like a championship defender and was very good in the championship. But Dan Byrne next to next to Cher looks like a nice partnership. And then at, at right back, they've been playing Kraft, who, who can play centre-back too, so it's a bit more solid. Matt Target's played really well. He's come in. I just think the, the business they did in the window where they brought Trippier in at right back, they brought Target in at left back on loan and Burn centre back. Three out of their starting back four. Now we know Trippier's out injured, but three of the four are, are new players, right? And I just think it's massively, massively helped them. And they've also got a bit of confidence. Like playing at St James's Park is now a nice place to play. And it's absolutely rocking and actually horrible for visiting teams to go there now because the atmosphere, when it's up, it's really up. But when it's down, and it's been down for a long time, and I'm talking years here, it's actually a nice place to go and play because uh, you know the crowd will get on the team. 52,000 fans will jump on Newcastle when they go 1-0 down. So I feel like there's just a feel-good factor and the transfer business. And it's, I mean, Eddie Howe's done a great job. Yeah, it's it's actually really surprising how well he's done. I, I 
in terms of the defensive solidity, I always thought he was going to improve the attack like he did at Bournemouth, but Bournemouth were never solid at the back. So, so the fact that he's done that at Newcastle is exceptional. Um, so yeah, their fixture fixtures: Newcastle playing Chelsea and Everton. Do yeah. we see any clean sheets in there for the Newcastle defence, or do you think Chelsea are going to stroll it easily? And Everton? I'd run a mile from Newcastle defence this week. I know that sounds ridiculous on current form, but Everton's next three games, and I include the next game in game week twenty-eight, and then the two and twenty-nine. All three are away games, and I just feel Everton at St James's Park are going to be so much stronger. We also know Everton and Chelsea at home, especially Everton at home under Lampard. They've won all their home games and lost all their away. Those two teams at home, I think, turn up. So I don't see clean sheets for Newcastle there. I think Newcastle could score in either fixture, to be fair, because um, their attack looks good too. But yeah, I'd veer away from their, their defense. Yeah, I think it's the attack that we need to focus on. If you want a free hit or a wild card this week and you want to target Newcastle, I think it probably is the attack, even though their defensive stats are absolutely fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I think well summed up there. But yeah, talking about Liverpool and uh, Man City, we've got, yeah. I mean, for people who haven't played their triple captain, um, yeah. like myself. <laughs> oh, oh, you uh, haven't played it either. Oh, oh, interesting. Like, Are we both going to triple captain Salah this week? My plan was to... But I'm not impressed by Liverpool at the moment and I'm not impressed by Salah at the moment. But it feels like the best opportunity we're going to get still because the other doubles we're going to get, sure, there might be some nice fixtures for Man City, Spurs or Liverpool. One, I don't know if it's this good. And two, I might want to use those as free hit weeks. Probably will want to use them as free hit weeks. So I don't want to cut my nose off to spite my face and and ignore this opportunity knowing 33, 36 are probably free hit weeks for me. Yeah. So no, Ted, what's your take? I mean, are you going to go there? I, I, seeing him subbed off was a good thing because it meant he's rested for Inter. But if they don't play well against Inter or he doesn't look good against Inter, I'm going to be a bit worried. I, for me, it's absolutely locked in. Uh, no, quest, no question. I, it, it's Salah at the end of the day. He doesn't really go through form spells. He's just... He doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably a flippant statement to make because, yes, of course, he does go through spells of not scoring. But I think those spells are just the fact that he's missed a one-on-one. He's still getting all of those chances. He still has the capacity and the ability to score those chances. You sort of have to just make sure the luck goes his way a little bit and make sure that the keeper has got his arm here rather than here or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So I I think Brighton and Arsenal... Uh, Pretty defensively solid, but Liverpool are just yeah, their XG is absolutely fantastic at the moment. And when I watch them, they're just they could score three or four goals in any game. So no question for me. Uh, I think all of the players around him, especially Luis Diaz, has been a breath of fresh air oh, and oh, sort yeah. of enable Salah as well. So you know, and the fullbacks are just Robertson and Trent are both <laughs> so in form at the moment. How wide forwards? It's ridiculous, isn't it? They yeah. just how they could they next season. I don't think we're going to have to see price categories changing for those fullbacks but Taylor, I'm surprised by this chart with Liverpool Brighton like obviously I expected Liverpool to be far right with the XG I did think the expected the expected goals conceded of the opponents sure I expected Liverpool Arsenal to be bottom right because Arsenal defense has been good but Brighton in the last six weeks have been conceding goals for fun but maybe they haven't been conceding chances for fun because I expected Liverpool Brighton to be more top sort of halfway up at least on the right but it's it's lower than i thought which again is like oh triple captain definitely i mean they've they've not been good brian definitely one thing to caveat is that these these stats are definitely going to be skewed by the opponents that they've faced in the last six matches and brighton maybe have faced um you know easier opponents and therefore maybe not conceded too many or too much xg so it could be a little bit skewed could be a glass you know seeing this seeing these stats through rose-tinted spectacles sort of thing um but i mean regardless of the stats i think we can just you know it's salah in a double game week regardless of who it was even if they were playing city and united i still would expect him to get a couple of goals here and there he's on penalties i mean he scored two penalties against leeds that could happen in any match for example, he didn't score yeah. open play goals. I know. So. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I'm very likely to go there. And it's more not necessarily really believing in Mo. It's more the use of the other chips around the other doubles. Guys, I just want to have a little shout out. Um, there's 421 people watching right now. That's awesome. But only 30 of you have liked it. Now, I've got a poster here that I really want to show you guys, but I don't think you can see it if I leave it there. I will show you all the poster full screen. And trust me, you want to see this poster if we get to 100 likes. 
So nice. come on, get liking team, get liking. Love it. Love the plugs. There we go. Um, yeah, let's talk about City. Uh, they're up, up against Crystal Palace, who have actually been really decent in, uh, yeah. in the recent weeks since, well, basically ever since Vieira took over. Their XG conceded is really good. Like in the top, uh, you know, six or seven teams for, for XG conceded, that is going to be a tougher fixture than maybe on paper, Janny? I think it might be. Um I've got Elise on my team and whilst they don't have doubles and they don't play in the blank, I don't want to sell him because every time I watch Palace play, I'm impressed and I'm impressed with Elise. And I just think that the only fear with Palace this season now is that they're going to become one of those beach teams. And we often refer to beach teams around game week 32 onwards where we go, oh, there's not much, there's not much there for them. Um, because they're not going to make Europe. They're not going to get relegated. They're going to be comfortable. But I do think Palace on the day can be dangerous against anyone. Love it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure Man City attackers or midfielders or whoever are that prevalent in our FPL sides at the moment. I think probably the only player that we tend to own is Cancelo if, if, you, if you do own him. So, yeah, maybe, maybe City keep a clean sheet there. But, yeah, I don't think it's a pressing factor at the moment. But, yeah. Um, yeah, another thing to talk about is... You know, quite a lot of us have loaded up on Wolves' defence. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> Everton play Wolves in their double game week and that top left fixture there in the blue. Wolves have conceded the third highest amount of XG in the last six matches, which is just crazy. I always thought that they were really defensively solid, but clearly they've been letting it slip recently. Yeah, I mean, you bought in two on your wild card, I guess. I the week everyone wild carded, I bought in a Wolves defender. I, yeah, we've not had a clean sheet yet. In fact, I don't think we've had two points. There's one point every week, isn't it? Um, for Kilman or Sight or Cody. So yeah, frustrating that. Um, and as soon as that game week thirty goes, I'll probably be selling my Wolves assets. Yeah, Asset. I'm. I'm really looking to getting rid of <laughs> of Wolves. It's annoying that they play in thirty, but I mean, you, Leeds... you'd be getting rid of them. You'd be getting rid of them now if they weren't playing in thirty, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> It, it, exactly and um you know it's who to get rid of first luca dean or, or wolves it's <laughs> yeah because villa, villa's fixtures after 30 they, they're not pretty either so yeah uh we've got to 100 likes ed so uh ted sorry ted do Done like, it. Ted. no do the reason i did this was someone's just written in the chat it's a portrait of ed um wow. in the picture. <laughs> uh, and, and um and john cahill it's not a portrait of ed and someone has got it and I know, I know many won't like this, but there'll be a few that do enjoy this poster. It is Chiellini pulling back Saka, <laughs> and it's going to take a very proud position on my wall when I buy a frame for it. Goodness um, me. Sorry, oh guys, I had to goodness. show it. Unbelievable. Um, right. Tactical foul, nothing wrong with that. Take is, the there an, is there an unlike button on the video? We should <laughs> <laughs> get on that immediately. No, um, no, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. I, I think just... Regardless of looking at this chart, like my transfer moves, I'm thinking about bringing in Spurs guys. Um, do we like Kulusevski? Do we want to double up with Son and Kane? Do we want a Spurs defender like Doherty, who's actually been fairly attacking recently? Not sure in his minutes, yeah. but you know, against Man United and Brighton, they're not the worst set of fixtures. Johnny, are you going to be looking to bring in any Spurs assets? Yeah, I, my plan move, uh, Ted, was Havertz out. It, Havertz was only meant to be a one-week punt. It was Havertz out to Kulusevski. I didn't expect Havertz to look quite so good. And uh, let's see how he plays against Norwich. Um, so I, I definitely want that double Spurs attack for not only 29, but the blank, the, the blank 30, West Ham at home. For me, with West Ham playing in Europe and Spurs having their midweeks off, I, I quite like that Spurs attack moving forward. And look, no team is comfortably reaching Son and Kane. And whilst Kuluzeski can't cover Son's points, he can get you some decent points. And he's he's sure in the, the, a starter now. Um, let's see how he plays tonight. Of course, we're going to be eye testing him tonight. Um, but yeah, for me, double Spurs attack is on. The wingbacks are hard because only takes one bad game for Doherty or Sessignon or Regalon or Emerson, and then they're rotated. 
And I, Conte has got history of rotating fullbacks if he's not happy with them. So again, like I probably don't go there and would go safe if I wanted Spurs defence. I'd just go Dyer or Romero or Davies for safety. And loads in the chat saying dislike and un- unsubscribed. Brilliant, guys. <laughs> Thank you for the interaction. Um, <laughs> Flapjack's in the chat said he removed his like. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> Flapjack's seen that because if anyone disliked that poster, it was going to be him. Um, so yeah, I like I like Spurs double attack. And I'm probably, um, and I'm very likely going to have it. Yeah, I'm very tempted as well. Um, it also enables me to bring back Robertson um, for Luca Dean, so it it does enable oh, nice. me. So, but I mean, Katine, it would have to be for Coutinho if I bought into Kulusevski, and he's pretty decent at the moment. The only thing is his fixtures. He's got West Ham this week. He's got Arsenal in thirty, and then some even worse fixtures going forward. So, yeah. it's probably a long term move anyway. But yeah, definitely eyeing that up. Um, anyone else to talk about on this chart? Um, probably not. I mean, uh, Leeds against Norwich, you're only eyeing up Rafinha. If you want a left field pick, go like Dan James or someone, but I, I'm not sure that's a very good long-term move. Um, Southampton Watford's not a bad fixture, and we've got Breuer in our teams, more yeah. more so than not. Some Ward Prowse, some Adams. But um, yeah, he's been out of form recently, but heavily owned because of his price, Janny. How, how do you see his potential for, for Watford? Yeah. Yeah, in the Premier League, he's not... Southampton forwards... Oh, Shea Adams has just been the one, hasn't he? But Breuer, in the FA Cup, when he came on against West Ham last week at 45 minutes for Shane Long, he absolutely turned it on. He got an assist and an awesome goal, the third goal, to, to kill off the tie. So he, he has looked sharp in, in glimpses. I was really disappointed by Southampton at Villa. I didn't see that result coming at all, to the point where I didn't even consider Coutinho... Like I, I did. I thought Villa looked poor, but going into that fixture, and I thought Southampton looked brilliant. So for Villa to do what they did, fair play. I just hope that was a one-off for Southampton because that Watford game at home is where we should be seeing Breuer points finally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I I'm from Southampton. Like quite a lot of pe- people, my quite a lot of mates are, are Saints fans. Um, and they always are so frustrated with their erratic results. They <laughs> they put like a really decent performance against Man City, uh, and they'll have like Salisu will have like man of the match performance, and then they'll go away to Norwich or something like that and lose or do something strange or lose four one to Villa. So, you know, it's one of those things. They're not a top four team because of that, um, if yeah. anything. Um, so you're going to have to expect that erratic nature of results. But, I mean, there are still a, a really strong outfit, like Brighton, to a certain extent, very equivalent. But, yeah, um, I think Breuer, Breuer is definitely going to stay in our teams because of his price. And I think he's such a talent anyway. Hopefully he can get a run of run of games together with goals. So, yeah, yeah Watford is probably one of those fixtures that he can do it. Um, if he can't do it against Watford then you've got a question like, should you should you be in your 11? Like the moment he's in all of our squads, but we're playing him every week. I'm not benching Breuer ever, but at some point I'm going to start needing to bench him and give others a, a, a go in the 11. If he doesn't turn it on against Watford, you think, okay, maybe maybe he's first sub. Yeah, exactly. I, the same thought passed through my head when I was tinkering earlier. He's probably going to become a first bench option in the next few weeks after i think he plays leeds in 31 so that's a pretty good fixture for him but yeah after that probably first bench but let's move on from this chart and look actually at the double game week players uh themselves just limited to the uh six six teams that that double um but actually brighton didn't actually appear on any of the attacking top 20 top 30 lists so um that's probably news enough to say stay away from Brighton attacking wise they've got a really difficult double uh, as well I think it's is it Arsenal and Liverpool they're playing or Arsenal Man United I can't remember but it's really it's a threat of rotation as well though Ted like even if their numbers were good I wouldn't know what player to buy like Mopay was dropped the weekend he played well back as the nine Trossard in the last double I think Trossard only played one of the games or maybe was benched for both of them like Moda looks the safest bet for starts but even even he's not absolutely nailed like I don't know who to pick in that Brighton team other than the defenders and you go Lampty for the upside, but then you worry about his fitness. They're just not a good FPL team, Brighton. They're in there at times. They're a good football team, but it's very rare. We, this season, we've been absolutely like nailed for points with them other than perhaps some of the centre-backs every now and then. Yeah. It's been disappointing with Brighton because of the rotation. 
in previous seasons they've made a name for themselves in terms of yeah. getting like, a lot Just of stats <laughs> yeah exactly but you know they're pretty decent like lots of stats lots of defensive solidity but they would always underperform they wouldn't score as many goals as would be expected and they'd always concede more um i think they're sk- skulking back into that trend now at the end of the season because beforehand i think they were arguably one of the better sides in the league so yeah. it's a shame that they're regressing back to that but um yeah probably the highlight is stay away from brighton on this so we've got we've got liverpool we've got spurs we've got arsenal newcastle and everton there then the headline is salah top right loads of big attempts loads of small attempts triple captain nailed on for me but mané's been in better form than him recently in the last six game weeks um it's always a sort of flippant question asking someone oh do you think mané's a better choice than salah because he kind of isn't, but he's certainly in better form recently, Johnny. Yeah, and he's playing as the number nine, which is useful. I think as he's started playing as the number nine, we've seen Diaz left, Salah right. Mane nine is getting more chances than Mane out on the left. What I would say about that, though, is EFL Cup final, big, big game. Who does he sub off when he needs to bring? I think it was Jota coming on. He didn't sub new boy Diaz off. He subbed Mane off. And Mane threw a paddy. He wasn't happy. And I look at it and just think, are we going to see a little bit of Mane rotation? He's got to keep his performance sky high because Diaz has come in and make, made that at the moment. From what we've seen, Diaz has become part of that front three. Like Diaz's first choice now playing on the left role, which means Mane nine, which is fine. But Jota's going to be breathing down his neck. Firmino will be too. And of course, Mane will go to the left sometimes. But we know Salah is absolutely a banker for starting every game that matters. Mane, Jota, Diaz... There's two spots there for three players. And at the moment, Mane looks like he's probably second after Diaz first and Jota third. But that will change. Yeah, it's really difficult. Minefield, it's, it's at risk of turning into a city rotation. Front, yeah, it is. Front five, front six. But I mean, from my perception, I watch all the Liverpool games. Diaz just ah, he looks so talented. Uh, Amazing. It's di- it's difficult for, for Jota to come back in after he's been in such form. Like He's such a goal poacher, but the problem is I think Klopp can rotate um, depending on the opponent. Whether he needs a goal poacher, he'll, put, he'll play Jota. Whether he needs someone who's uh, better at ball progression, better at skillful like a Mane on that left wing, he'll play Diaz and play Mane um, in the centre. And that's a scary front three. So I think Diaz and Jota both aren't long-term um, FPL options just because of that rotation risk. And you, as you said earlier, Johnny, like you could argue the same for Mane. So Salah, Trent and Robertson are the ones for me. Uh, and we've got Trent and Robertson down there in that pack just below Son and Kane. I mean, the, this yeah. doesn't even include this, this clean sheet potential. That's absolutely insane numbers from those guys, which is kind of why I'm thinking about taking a hit to get Robertson back in for this double game week um, and having Salah, Trent and Robertson as the front is this three. from the last how many games this chart Ted is it six games like the last one last six game weeks which is adjusted are, yeah. per appearance so um that might be I think you know seven or eight game week seven or eight games depending on if people have had double game weeks or it could be three or four if they've had blanks so um yeah. it's on the same comparable basis on a per appearance so it should be should, should be fine but in five yeah. weeks time when we see this chart again I hope I reckon Reese James will be in and amongst Trent and Robbo. Like it'll be interesting to see where the Chelsea fullbacks are, even if Reese James goes above Trent and Robbo. But yeah, again, like you look at James, you look at Trent, and now you can have to consider Robbo in the same sentence as the upside's huge, as well as the six point clean sheets. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I, without a doubt James will be up there. I mean, his his attacking prowess is just phenomenal. Um that Burnley game was was incredible. I can't wait to see what he can do against Norwich. Um, but yes, I, something to definitely note here is that if you aren't free hitting in 30, you kind of need to prioritise the Spurs and the Arsenal guys because they double yeah. in 29 and then have a fixture in 30. So we've got Son and Kane there and then Doherty and Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky's stats aren't actually that great compared to the other players, but in a one-game basis, in a two-game basis, anything could sort of happen. He might get the odd assist here. Uh, playing in that front three with Son and Kane. Um, and then we've got the Arsenal guys in the bottom left, bottom right, sorry. Um, Lacazette, it's really weird because <laughs> I'm a Lacazette owner, but I don't feel like he's earning his points. He's just sort of getting the, you know, like a odd assist with a flick here and there. And that's great and everything, but 
is that likely to continue over the next few weeks? I'm not not so sure. I tweeted um, yesterday, Ted, he's the best in the Premier League at what he does. And that is lay it on a plate on the edge of the box with your back to goal and deliver a five-yard cushioned assist for someone to strike the ball and hit it. And he does that so well. He plays with his back to goal. You can fizz him the ball and he'll lay it back to you on whatever foot you want it with the right pace so you can go stick it top bins. And he does that so much. He gets these five-yard assists with his back to goal time and again. He's not in that team to score goals. And he's very good at it. He's Bobby Firmino style, but probably a bit more of a focal point in the box. And yeah, he gets your points because those three-point assists tick away nicely. I mean, it helps having such talented players around him who can score those 20-yard screamers. I mean, this is just emphasised on the chart. If you look at the numbers in the bubbles for all of the Arsenal players, the one on the top, that's the big returns. Hardly any big returns for any of those Arsenal players. The small returns, which mean the returns that both play, all players have got from difficult efforts, 0.8 small returns per game for Lacazette. That's insane. Saka's 0.6. Odegaard and Martinelli, slightly less, but all small returns, all difficult efforts. And it just shows that they've got that ability, especially Saka, to score goals from the edge of the box. And Lacazette is just helping by setting them up for them. So incredible stuff. No big returns really for Arsenal players, but if they can score screamers every week, that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of want the big returns in these in these games, especially when you're focusing on one weeks. And Kane and Son are absolutely fantastic for that. And we talked about Kane and Son earlier. You've got Kane, I've got Son as that sort of enabler to, you know, is it 1.5 million I'm saving with Son? I can spread around the team. Um, about that. Would you be tempted to double up? No, just too much money. It's just too much money combined. If you're buying Kane and Son, that's 25% of your budget mm. of a 15-man squad. Now, look, in years gone by, sure, we've doubled up on Kane and Son, but that might be when other FPL assets from other teams, other premiums aren't delivering. But if you go Kane and Son, and you let's look, every team has Salah, you can't have much else. You certainly can't have big at the back. And at the moment, you want Reese and Trent you, and possibly Robbo. You want a forward in the in the ideally should a 7 million forward start banging you want to be able to go there and yeah sure we've not had that of late but that will come um it just limits you too much trust me i've tried i love squeezing in an extra premium when you can but i just think knowing we have kulazewski as an option and he's only 6 million it's very easy just to go you have one of them plus kulazewski if you want double attack and look kulazewski's numbers aren't as high here but remember Going back to the last six game weeks, the first few of those, he was probably coming off the bench. He hadn't cemented a place in the 11. If you go um, off the last couple of game weeks, he'd probably be slightly closer to Son. I don't know. I mean, is it, the numbers inside his bubble, you know, 0.4 big returns per appearance, 0.4 small returns per appearance. He's in form. He's in form. Yeah. Can't deny that. It's just he's getting slightly fewer chances than, than Son and Kane. If he's around yeah. all of the action, he's going to get points. And... I am very tempted to bring him in as well, even though maybe he doesn't compare uh, as well to even like the Newcastle guys or the Everton guys, Um, which is a good segue into talking about those guys. Do any of those appeal to you? I know it's, I think um, Everton are due to have a few double game weeks after 30. So I would maybe side over a longer period with bringing in someone like Anthony Gordon, who's 4.5 million and pretty decent. Is he sort of entered your thoughts, Jani? Absolutely. He's the only one on this chart that has, it is Gordon. And there's a couple of reasons why. Yeah, they're owed fixtures and I don't have a wild card. And because I don't have a wild card, I know I need a 4.5-ish midfielder in my squad. I need an enabler in there because at the moment I don't have one. My cheapest midfielder is Elisa at 5.3, 5.4. can save money by having a 4.5 bench option that plays when he's got good fixtures. And one thing we know about Frank Lampard teams is they will score buckets of goals, especially at home. They will concede lots of goals, but this is a team with a lot to play for. And at this point in the season, I'm buying players with something to play for. And I know if I'm going down the bottom of the table, it needs to be those teams that aren't dead and buried like Norwich and Watford, but the teams that are in and around that I think will still survive and get points. Likewise, teams like Arsenal and Spurs that I think have a really good chance of getting top four that aren't out of the race like Wolves for example. 
so Gordon ticks the box and he's cheap and he's playing in the front three. Also, he's on set pieces, Ted. Like this is a kid at 4.5 million who's what, 19 years old. And he's given the responsibility of corners and free kicks and he's got a very good delivery on his left foot. So yeah, Gordon, I don't think I can get him in for this double because I don't know if he's worth the hit. Pop, And if he is, I think I'd, I'd have a benching dilemma if I bought in another doubler. I'd be benching a really good player on a single game week like Breuer. So I'm probably going to hold, but he's definitely one I'm monitoring. I just want to make sure with Damari Gray and Andros back fit, Damari Gray especially, knowing Awobi's been playing so well, I just want to know that he's above the pecking order of Damari Gray to know he's guaranteed starts. Because at the moment, yes, he's been given a huge amount of game time and he's Frank's go-to, but Awobi's played himself into that 11. And I just wonder if it's Awobi and Gray long-term or if Gordon is still, you know, nailed. Also, don't forget, Richarlison could be put out wide to cater for Calvert-Lewin, who's been injured. So again, there could be rotation there. I hope Lampard sticks with Gordon, and we're going to find out in the next two, three games. After that, if he's still in the 11, guaranteed, I bring him in. Yeah, I really like his price point, as you said. But yeah, the rotation could be an issue. But at 4.5, if he becomes an out of favor player he's he just sits on the bench to a certain extent uh, as someone who's just bench boosted i'm kind of looking at ways to downgrade some of the of the money that i have in the 12 13 14 15th player so looking at the likes of amati at leicester 3.8 gordon yeah. 4.5 um some cheaper forwards potentially who are, there's not many forward options at the moment is there but um like richarlison could be a forward option but also to to look at cheaper options we need we need that money to start focusing on players like vardy who's going to become more of a a template forward pick with all of the rearranged fixtures that they have it's a little bit early to bring him in because i think he's got arsenal this week but from game week 30 with where they have brentford and then the possibility of lots of double game weeks i'm looking at vardy for sure and i need the money Jenny. i need the money to afford him i'm looking at barnes and amati in 30 and I can, yeah, I think they might be my two. And I might even have to sell Luca Dean, who has a fixture. I might be selling one game week 30 player for another, but just go, Luca Dean, you've got a tough fixture. Amati, you've got a better one. And also, I don't have a bench, bench boost left, and I need to thin the squad, and I don't have a wild card. It's time to start doing, as you said, change those 13, 14, 15 man spots to cheaper options to give me more money in my 11. Yeah, definitely sensible. Uh, Marty's definitely a gift if he can keep his place. So yeah, yeah, it seems like a sensible option to me. Right, let's finish up on the stats and have a look how we're set up for game week 29. We'll start with you, Janny. A nice looking 3-4-3 here that are really envious of that. Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, James, back three. Well, it's only really Cancelo that sets the difference. But yes, one, two, three, four, five double game weeks players in 29. Presumably that increases with your transfers? Yeah, I'm I'm only going to make one move this week maximum, and that would be Kulovzewski in. Um, I don't quite know who I'm selling, though. I, I really don't. Like Havertz, is the, Havertz was the plan. Havertz was only meant to be a one-week punt. But if he goes and turns it on against Norwich as well, let's say he gets a brace against Norwich as well, Selling him ahead of Newcastle at home after four goals in two weeks? I don't want to do that. So I could even be forced to rolling the move. Like Veghorst is the one that I could also sell. Um, but there's no there's no one I really want for Veghorst. Knowing I've got about 0.5 in the bank, what 7 million forwards are red hot at the moment with a double game week coverage in the blank? None. Like we want to target Arsenal and Spurs. That I, I want. So I could even be forced to rolling. If I don't turn Havertz into Kulusevski, I could roll. Now you could say turn Elise into Kulusevski. And that could be done with a four-point hit because I think I'm point one short. But if I have Elise in that Kulusevski in that Elise spot, that means I have to bench someone like Broyer or someone like Rafina. I don't want to be taking hits to then bench a very good player. So for me, it will be Havertz out to Kulusevski or I end up rolling. I think that they're the only two options unless I some 6.5 forward comes out of nowhere. But Vegas, I probably want to keep because he's owed so many fixtures and I think he scores against Brentford. It's a really difficult one. I was uh, my, my transfer suggestion to you was going to be Luca Dean down to a Spurs defender, but it's the same situation. You're going to have a benching, shout. you're going to have a benching headache. Um, yeah. At some, you know, regardless of what you do. So I don't want to be... bench Cancelo ever. Like he's yeah. too good. His his ceiling's too high. And Reese James again, if his if he looks fit, yeah, I don't want to bench Reese. So 
I'm not willing to waste transfers for benching dilemmas. And I'm facing that a lot. And you will soon as well, I guess, Ted, because we've both recently bench boosted. So our squads are too good in a way. We're going to get these dilemmas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe your focus should be on enabling future transfers. So if you need to make a transfer this week, it should be something focused on that enables you to bring in like a Jamie Vardy, like a focus on a a Spurs treble up or something like that. Um, Something that could be quite difficult to last minute focus on uh, down the line without taking a minus four or minus eight. So, yeah. If I roll, I can go to Leicester the week after. So I can yeah. sell Havertz to Barnes and I can sell someone to uh, Luca Dean or Kilman if I don't fancy them to Amati, for example. Yeah, I think that's decent. And that move probably enables you uh, to have, what, three million in the bank or something and you can look to upgrade another player to a to a premium option or whoever. Um, well, maybe that... I can go Vegors to Vardy in that week as well. They're triple yeah. Leicester. I might have just enough. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth a check. But yeah, what's your reasoning over Barnes um, over Madison, for example? Is it the injury? Yeah, yeah, it is. And Barnes looks back. Like, he was out for a while and then he didn't he didn't hit the ground running off the back of being fit and Lookman was playing really well and O'Brien was getting minutes Barnes looks back to to his best not quite but he's getting there I think he offers loads I think he's is he better value than Vardy no just Vardy edges it but you've got to spend a lot more to get Vardy Vardy is overpriced but still very good like i'd rather see vardy at nine million i think he's probably worth that he's not he's double figures and barnes is what 6.57 it's barnes for me i always get suckered in by barnes because he always looks lively and he (laughs) he scores a couple of goals and then (laughs) he just doesn't do anything i'm not sure i can go there again i think i just I would rather go Madison personally if he can shake off this injury stuff because they just they combine so well, M- Madison and Vardy. I, they do. I, I think if it's probably pays to leave it a couple of weeks and see you know what the situation is, but um, yeah, we don't need to do it in thirty. We could always wait until thirty-two because I think they play Man United in thirty-one. Although that's not yeah. exactly. Um, you know, that's a good one yeah potentially such terrible um sort of press coverage coverage from man united at the moment which is um a reason why you know capitalizing bringing in spurs assets this week because they play man united away fresh off that that loss you know kulisevsky looks like a decent pick yep. right um let's finish off with my team um i've got a three five two and i made a special trip to triple captain graphic you know a little a little white um captaincy i would have done it on yours if i knew triple captain salah as well but have you fully committed to that by the way i'm 90 percent there 90 yeah. percent. okay well yeah for my team uh yes for the for the podcast listeners it's ramsdale and goal against Le- leicester and liverpool alexander arnold saiz and james um I am very tempted to bring in Robertson this week for Luca Dean. And in order to do that, I would have to enable that with either uh, a Wolves defender down to Amati or Coutinho to Kulisevsky for the double. So I will end up making that move. Or I could just be chill and just move Dina to Doherty or Davis and be, you know, be pretty happy that I've got a Spurs player. But it's whether or not I can go without that Robertson uh, double. Uh, I think you know there's a lot of upside to be have it had in these double game weeks, and Robertson's attacking potential is insane. So very tempted. But yeah, my midfield. I've got triple captain on Salah against Brighton and Arsenal. Son uh, with the vice. Uh, Rafinha against Norwich. Saka in the double. Coutinho against West Ham. Inform Coutinho. Uh, but he's probably on the chopping block for me in the near few weeks. And then Breuer against Watford. Lacazette up there. Um, the assist merchant with the little taps. Um, so yeah, pretty happy with that. Jimenez is on the bench with Cody and Dina looking to get rid of Jimenez, but it's such a pain, Janny. Like he's playing Leeds in 30 and I can see goals in that, but Wolves don't score that many and he's possibly dropped or rotated. So real dilemma with Jimenez. If he had been dropped this weekend and Wolves have played really well, I'd be really worried. But that front three didn't of Huang, uh, Podence and Neto didn't click. And if they had, I'd be selling him in a straight away. But knowing they haven't, I think he does come back in. But that is a team that just doesn't look like ever scoring goals, does it? I don't know if Jimenez scores versus Leeds. Like, Leeds look quite good at the defensively against Leicester. They're really unlucky. Jimenez would be a sell for me. But again, if you sell him this week, 
who are you putting on your bench? Like you can't, you know, you can't play two at the back, unfortunately, or your bench size. I don't, I really don't like the idea. A few have suggested it to my team in the chat of dropping Breuer against Watford, and you don't want to drop Coutinho who's in form, and you're definitely not dropping Raf. So, yeah, it's you'd probably um, just keep your energy on on Robertson to to, to get Robbo in or rolling. You so want to the, get Robbo in or your roll, I guess. <laughs> so the the four options I have like planned for the future are either. Um, Dinia to Doherty and play him in the double. So that solves the Saiz problem. And then um, Coutinho to like Madison and Jimenez up to Vardy. And I think nice. one of the one of the Wolves guys drops to Amati as well to enable that. So that's four transfers. So it would be like two sets of hits or I could sort of string it out over three or four game weeks and, and do it with three transfers. Or take an extra minus four to get Robertson back in. Um, so I would need to weigh up whether Robertson with an extra fixture is worth the minus four just for one game week because he would immediately go back out for a for a Wolves defender, sorry for a for a Spurs defender or or a Leicester defender. So um, lots of options there, but the, the general plan is to get a lot of Leicester players in from thirty. I think Vardy and whoever will be a decent shout, and they've got lots of lots of rearranged fixtures. So. At least I've got a plan. That's probably likely yeah. to change pretty <laughs> pretty um, heavily. But yeah, it seems a lot of people who went down this route of the wild card in 26 will end up with a lot of Spurs, a lot of Arsenal and a lot of Leicester at some point. So I'll be pretty scared not owning Cancelo, Gianni, I have to say. Yeah, I'm happy I've still got him. And yesterday when he nearly scored from that bicycle kick, I was going to be very smug because <laughs> knowing he's had so many sellers. And I still think he is top two top three players in this in this okay top five players in the game he's up there he's just a gift so i'm not selling i don't care if he's got doesn't play in blanks doesn't have doubles it's cancel i'm i'm holding him I'd be very tempted to have um, Alexander Arnold, Robertson, James, and Cancelo as a back yeah. four. It, big at the back is back. Big at the back. I had that back four not long ago, I think. Yeah, it's just a shame that we have to deal with all of these blanks and doubles, isn't it? Because yeah. it really does influence your decisions. You know, you do you do question yourself. Why on earth do I have loads of Aston Villa and Wolves players? <laughs> but you know, it's the strategy I went with. It's delivered this week, and um, you know, I can't complain. Fingers crossed for an excellent second half of game week 28. And yeah, hopefully your game week 29 decisions go go your way as well, Johnny. Best of luck with Triple Captain if you do go with it. Thank you, mate. I'll have my normal team reveal video out for those watching on Wednesday with As. I don't know what time we'll be streaming, but it's very likely to be on Wednesday. Uh, so do check it out then. No doubt I'll, um, I'll have more of an idea of what I'm doing long term. Um, yeah. And I'd have watched a little bit, a few more games by then. I think we'll have Champions League on Tuesday as well to watch. I don't know when Liverpool play, actually, but it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, you've got Spurs tonight. So hopefully that Kulisevsky yeah. comes through to you and you may be a little bit more confident about bringing him in. I want, I'll want. i keep my eye on, on Doherty. I, I, he, I, he's, he's the guy I want, I think, more so than anyone. Um, if he can secure the minutes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Liverpool play Tuesday night. Nice. So I'll know, I'll know if I'm triple captain in Salah on Wednesday stream, guys. <laughs> Nice one. Okay, thanks, Janny. And thanks, everyone, joining us in the chat. Best of luck for the rest of your Game Week 28. And yes, best of luck for Game Week 29. Feel free to like the video again after disliking it earlier uh, for Annie, <laughs> for Janny's poster. But yeah, um, thanks all. And we'll see you, see you soon. See you guys. See ya.